This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Fitz. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Lutz from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. The podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. It's really, really not that good. Lucky class for this is podcast number 194 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We are right here at 1600 Buckslayer Place, right in the Buckatorium, beautiful Sherrard, Illinois. It's actually a beautiful day out today. Oh, my God. It is gorgeous. I just want to stand outside and enjoy it. So we're in the but we're in here working. I know, I know. Sucks so to sad. do things you like. I know. Kurt never lets me have the window open because I keep staring at it, but... Uh, Looking out at the Buckatorium on the beautiful streets of Sherrard, my name is Steve. In the studio today is Kurt. Hey. Eric. Howdy. Douglas. What's up? What's up? Nice stash, dude. Thanks, man. Still holding on. Still holding on. Still there. Yeah, it's still there. The studio light's still red in here. It's still shining bright, probably till March 1st or so. Then we're going to get back on uh, some changing colors every week. Um, this podcast was recorded at Archery Trade Show. Yes, it was. Uh, 2018. Um, and we try to say this in all the ATA episodes. It is a out-of-studio podcast, obviously, so the audio quality, you're going to hear people talking in the background, people are walking around. and uh, but That's ATA. That's what it is. So so you know, just an FYI. Um, first things we got to say is we do have the 
Killing Cat back in on workingclassbowhunter.com. Facts. It, all the ones this year are, or this time, are Max 1, and they're for pre-order for 20 bones. So, awesome hats. A Camo Richardson. If you're going to send us bones, make sure they're antlers. I have one on right now, actually, and they're a very comfy hat. And if you have a larger head like myself, that fits real nice. Real, real nice. nice. You do have a big old dome, don't you? Big old noggin. Very nice. I should just headbutt people. So Steve pisses me off. I should just smack him with my forehead. No, go right on ahead. I would win, I promise. Steve trying to get that Richardson in your face? Something like that. This podcast is brought to you by, um, for good reason. Oh, yeah. Elite Archery. Man, I I almost said it for you because I'm so excited about this podcast. Take it away. No, I I want you to go right on ahead because you do really good with these because you keep them nice and precise. Well, this one, (laughs) nice, nice. Um, Nice. Elite Archery Rio Wild was on this podcast, and this was a very cool experience for us to get to sit Mm -hmm. down and talk to a archery legend. And he is shooting Elite. Um, We talk about that a bit. So it was kind of cool. We got to... uh, Get to know the elite family quite a bit at ATA, and uh, I know we talked about that in our recap a bit, but Rio is one of the guys in the elite outdoor group family. Um, so check out Elite Archery. The new ritual is an awesome shooting bow. Absolutely love it. Um, also, the podcast is brought to you by Scent Crusher, and we talk about Scent Crusher all the time. We use and believe in Scent Crusher and how we always say people we get messages. Does that stuff really work? Yes, it actually does. It changed the way we hunt now. I ran into Haas today. I met him, Haas from Ethics Archery. He uh, met him for lunch today, and he had all his regular street clothes in his scent crusher bag. And he's like, I just, he's, he's uh, basically drives for a living. Yep. He's like, so. Multi-purpose. Laundry bag can be a ozone bag, and the stinky laundry doesn't stink anymore. So it's kind of, I mean, there's more, yeah, it's multi-purpose. And you can talk your wife or your girlfriend or whatever, or boyfriend or husband depends on how your relationship is to uh you know that's another reason to buy it you know the room clean yeah you fart you put it in there and no more stinky farts that's how it works <laughs> <It's> <laughs> the ozone go everything so um also brought to you by hha sports um cool stuff the tetra came out yep. this year new site from them we'll have more information on that soon and the uh, the vertus rest uh drop away rest is out um, check that out. What is it, Steve? With the twenty-two point two percent from each purchase of the Virtus Rest goes to goes to veteran uh, charities that uh, uh, vets who are suffering with uh, PTSD. Um, and I think it, I think it's just that. But um, I mean, it's still a huge issue. It's a huge issue to us. Um, you know, we're going to work really hard on trying to help uh, help a lot of vets that do have uh, PTSD. So you know, by buying a Virtus. Yeah, that 2.2% because 22 vets a day take their own lives and, um, you know, it's the, uh, it's that silent killer. So make sure you get a Virtus on, uh, on your bow and you'll be able to help, help a, uh, help a guy out or a gal or, you and, know. and the product is lifetime warranty too. Yeah. All their products are, which made in America. Is amazing. Enjoy that. Um, we might as well just segue into a vet shout out. Um, we have all all our sponsors are still sponsoring our show, but that's the sponsors of this episode. We're kind of starting to break down how we do it, so we're not giving you fifteen minute long advertisements at the beginning. Which some podcasts do that; it's, it's necessary. I get it, but we're going to start switching them up here and there, and maybe some will do all of them, some will do a few. You know, so Steve, you got a vet shout out? I do. You know, the vet shout out is going to be a little uh, little unorthodox, but this I feel like is we should for- say veteran instead of vet. Yeah, veteran shout out. Uh, the veteran shout out this week is uh, is one half of the uh, greatest tag team champions in the world. 
The Road Dog Jesse James. If you didn't know, uh, Road Dog actually wrestled one of his first matches, and then I'm confused. Put his wrestling career on hold, and then went to go uh, serve in the Marines. So, uh, thank you for uh, your service to this country. Thank you for continuing to entertain me um, throughout Who? the years. He's Who's a, a veteran, John. He's a pro wrestler, Road Dog. What? Okay, so. No, I don't want oh, you God, to explain to me. I, I want to know where you got that veteran shout-out. Well, because I was watching uh, Raw 25 last week, and I forgot. I was like, oh, yeah, there's Road Dog," And I go, I forgot he, like, because when he does, like, tribute to the troops. Okay. Which you do every year. I was like, oh, I forgot that guy was a uh, Road Dog. Road Dog. Road Dog. Yeah, the Road Dog. Oh, so, okay. Thank you, Road Badass Dog, for your Road service. Road Dog, Jesse <laughs> Thank James. Thank you, Road Dog. Yeah, dude, him and... Uh, Road Dog doesn't listen to our show. He does now. No, it'd be awesome if he does because that guy was awesome. We'll tag him in this. Is he alive? Yeah, tag oh, him. Yeah. No, he was. Yeah, he he just. Uh, <laughs> I don't is know. Is he alive? <laughs> Dude, he just wrestled uh, on Monday. Well, kind of did a did a little spot on Monday. For you got to understand, for people who are like, man, Kurt's disrespecting this veteran. I don't. This is off the cuff. Like Steve didn't tell me he's going to do this. I don't. Like, am I going? You know this guy? Or I'm <laughs> no, just wondering. I'm no, curious. it's uh. Threw me out. I'm like what? Well, there's a there's a couple wrestlers that huh? did. Like Sergeant Slaughter actually uh, served. I think he was a legit drill instructor. But yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for your service, all the wrestlers out there. So and especially Road Dog, <laughs> he's awesome. Dude. I'll show you some of the some of the stuff he did back in the day. Dude. It was wild. You know the the whole suck it thing. That's kind of where he was part of that group that they. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, I'll explain it to you I know. later. But. I know. <laughs> what else we got to cover? We just cut right into it from here. No, yeah, I, th- I think we it. just yeah, I think we just cut right in. You don't want to say anything about this podcast with Rio because dude, uh, you were like this was uh, yeah, this, you guys are like best friends, dude. This this was like a dream come true. That's what to you me. said at least. Yeah, I, well, I, I told him we were. <laughs> he hasn't accepted my friend request yet. Wonder why. But no, um, when we so I, I want to paint you guys a picture of <clears throat> us going over to to get Rio. Darren a couple weeks before told us he's like yeah you guys you guys will totally get him. Like, all right, we get over to the elite booth. We're kind of hanging out. You know, we're talking to Darren and Larry and Philip and all these guys. And over there was Stan and Rio. So for like the first day, and I, I was like, man, I'm going to go up, just get the courage, go up and talk to him. I'm like, dude, I look up to this guy so much. I'm You're shaking. Not, I'm not, a, I wasn't shaking. I... It was just a hangover. But oh. I'm not, I'm not afraid to talk to anybody. But, like, there was, like, a couple of opportunities I could have walked up there, but, it was like, then he'd start talking to somebody. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to mark out. You know what I mean? I'm not going to. That's where you start walking at him, then you turn away. Like, oh. Yeah. And there was a time I was on the phone, and, like, I was, like, that looking at him. That would be last year with Rio. <laughs> Rio, can I get a picture with you? Yeah. He didn't even say anything. Turn around. <laughs> I'm like, shit. Well, then it took, like, a day. So we, I, I told Larry to do it. And I'm like, Larry, can you go uh, get Rio? I don't want to make a liar out of Darren. and. We started talking to Darren. We're like, hey, do you think you know you could put a good word in? He's like, hey, Rio, why don't you come on over here? He came over. We started talking, and I was like, hey, you know, it's a pleasure to meet you. I'm glad that uh, I had to have another grown man introduce us. <laughs> <laughs> and he, we walk over there, and when we get to the um, get to where we were podcasting, all the way across, uh, they were having like a closed door meeting, which happens, and we stood out there and probably shot the breeze with him for. 45 minutes. 45 minutes. The guy is the coolest dude on the planet. He really is. Which is yeah. kind of nice, though, because we got to know him a little bit better before we actually had him on the podcast. It was cool. And then we got to shit. go out with them and, like, you know, at the outdoor group party. And mm-hmm. it was cool. Like, I did not feel, like, any sort of ego vibe from him. Like, super no, humble. Exactly. Just very down to earth, which is, he's one of the best archers in the world. Dude, he just kind of blends in. And he was like, yeah, you know, obviously he stood out where he was at, but... 
he just does not carry himself like you know. Remember, he was telling he us doesn't before. need to though, man. He's done like everything you can yeah. do. He's taken archery pretty. I mean, I don't want to say it's as far as you can go, but I mean, as far as anyone has gone with it, right? Is that fair to say? You mm, think? I uh, yeah. He's got yeah. twenty plus world records or something like that. You know, first world record when he was nineteen. We we talk about insane. that a bit. So let's just from here, let's cut right into it. That's right. You're going to hear a really funny story about what he does in rental cars, too. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, guys. I'm pretty excited, dude. I've been trying to get this podcast for a long time. We've got my archery hero, Rio Wild. i got to put you on the spot because this is awesome. How you doing? Good, good. Good, good, man. This is. Uh, <laughs> He's like, I don't know what I'm doing yeah, here. Yeah, this is like a dream come true. <laughs> I've never seen you like this before, Steve. This is, a, this is a dream come true, man. What if I'm just putting on an act? What if I was like... Who is this dude that we're getting on? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for coming to do our podcast, man. We've uh, had you for probably an hour now. We're standing outside talking outside the room until, so we get in here. So, no, we really appreciate it. Appreciate your time. And uh, we've been wanting to record with you for a while. We well, just, cool. we're not worthy, you know? Oh, no, we're I don't know about worthy. that. We're not worthy. <laughs> so, um, for people that don't know you, which would blow my mind, can you just maybe explain who you are quick and we can just cut right into it? Okay. Uh, I'm a competitive archer. I've done it for long time lots of years uh resume pretty good i've won vegas three times got about 14 or 15 world championship gold medals uh, not too bad a few about 20 some world records hanging on the wall that's so not amazing. too bad that's amazing one of our more accomplished guests <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing world re- i mean that's crazy still holding them on and everything huh yeah there's some that are still there and i just that's not <clears throat> it's cool we got uh in my new range in my new house i have a wall that just has a whole all the certificates from them, so it's really what cool. What was it like when you broke your first world record? Like, what was that feeling like? It was pretty cool because uh, it was funny because it was a team world record, mm-hmm. and my dad was actually on the team. Oh, so really? it was kind of cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the experience so, had together. Yeah, yeah. That Something cool. that, you know, I mean, you don't get to experience all the time world records, and to do it with your dad was really cool. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's amazing. So did you know, like, during that, you were, like, close to breaking the world record, and, like, that must have been crazy pressure, or...? Uh, back then, I was a kid and didn't really think about it much. I was like 19 years old. And yeah. You're just like, hey, this is cool and fun. I'm in England having a good time. And, you know. And so. <laughs> oh, yeah. The drinking age is 19. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, your, uh, was your brother on that team, too? No. Okay. He hadn't really started shooting at that time. So it was just me and dad and Mike Hendricks from uh, Wisconsin. Okay. That's amazing. I just can't fathom, like, ever beating a world record. I thought about one time, like, if I was going to beat a world record. What would it be in? And I'd have to sift through and find, like, the dumbest thing and try and beat that, you know? But, but yeah. to actually have, like, your sport, how you make a living to be that good that you are you have, like, 20 world records is pretty amazing. <laughs> so that's that's mind-blowing. I uh, I don't have any world records in anything. <laughs> Matter of fact, I actually don't even have a criminal record. I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> that's a good one to not have. <laughs> no records at all here. It's fine. You, you got a criminal record? No. Oh, good. No. All right, just a good kind of record. Yeah, yeah, just good ones. <laughs> so are you having a good time at the show? Or? Yeah, it's really cool. It's a, always interesting to see the stuff. I mean, you've seen it in pictures. You hear about it. Everybody's got a little idea of what's cool and what's neat coming out. And so you get to go out and see it and right. play with it and I mean, I will say Elite got their new ritual out, and I Ooh. had gotten to shoot a little bit at the factory, and to actually get my hands on a couple of them and play with them is pretty cool. Right, so. yeah. How's the echelon doing? It's doing awesome. It has been a good bow. We, that's a cool one, too. We did get to do some things with it that uh, I had never done with another company before. Right. With uh, Chance, myself, and Darren, and nathan brooks and we all came together and they had a bunch of different bows that we got to shoot and play with mm-hmm. and we're like well we like this part we'd sit on a boardroom and talk to it and it was it was really cool because it's kind of a 
come together what we all had. And right. so, you know, it's kind of fun to, to do that with other good shooters because I look at something and I'm like, well, I think it works this way. And Chance may see it. Oh, I like this. And, mm-hmm. and you kind of learn from each other. And I think it's right. really cool. Get all the good ideas yeah. together in one place. Yeah. Yep. yep. That's awesome. way to do it. Yeah, we got to uh, we got to shoot that new ritual, and then I got to and shoot the echelon. The, yeah, the echelon, which I was excited for because I want to get like a target bow, and I yep. want to try it. You know, I told, we had Darren on a you know couple weeks back, and I told him I was like, dude, I, I just want to try it, get shooting good enough, and just go to a shoot just to experience it once. And Darren goes, well, you know, uh, someone at Lancaster told him shoot with an exclamation point and not a question mark. He's like, go in there knowing you're going to win. So. I'm going to get that echelon set up, and uh, I hope it comes down to me and you because i got to beat my hero. Ric Flair said to be the man, you got to beat the man. <laughs> and if i got to stomp you out to it's, achieve it's my happening. dream, I'm sorry, man. i got I'm the all the respect in the world for you, but, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm putting that arrow right in the middle of that X. I'm putting clock hands on it. All right. I'm not going to feel that bad. Take the spider out, yeah. <laughs> but, no, I, I, I got to shoot that bow, and, dude, it was feeling amazing. And this one has a string stop. Yeah, it has cable stops. Or cable stops, I'm sorry. Yeah, something different that Elite's never done before. It just kind of, <clears throat> when we built it, I, I said we got to leave the door open for everybody. Mm-hmm, some sure. guys like a cable stop, some like a limb stop. And I said if we can do it for everybody, then it just opens the doors to what we can, where we can go with it. Absolutely. So it's, what one are you shooting? I'm shooting the limb stops right now. Really? I, I shot the cable stops for the first couple of tournaments. And <clears throat> and so then uh, I was like, well, let's try the limb stops. Because mm-hmm. to me, you don't know until you try it. I yeah, don't know which one's sure. going to be better or worse, and so yeah, you know, I'm just going through the cycle, see which one works better and plays better. So it's it's good, and this month's crazy, so we'll really get to put through the paces. Well, how long will you uh, like change something and shoot that before you take it to a tournament? Oh, uh, sometimes a day. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, just what you feel. I mean, you you, you right. get pretty confident. And the hard part is, I can go and practice, and we can make anything work in practice. Man, sure. I, yeah. I see pictures of guys shooting these targets. Like, Man, that's amazing. <laughs> and and these guys can say they do this or that, and but until you walk out there in the line, you don't know. Right. So mm-hmm. to really say, hey, I'm not going with it till it's here. Kind of hard to say. Right. So do you find that you know from practice? I would imagine this mm-hmm. going from practice to the heat of the moment pressure is it night and day difference and you notice things about your equipment that you didn't notice in practice because of the maybe your mental state or the physical state of just being amped feeling, up yeah amped yeah up. yeah definitely i mean even even with hunting bows man i i yeah. get i've i've missed so many animals with my bows it's hysterical <laughs> <laughs> my grandpa's like how can you hit the littlest spot for fifty thousand dollars and you can't hit this big elk <laughs> 40 yards and i'm like well i don't know that's what we asked darren if he felt the pressure of hunting after dealing with the pressure of tournament archery because mm-hmm. i feel you know for 50 grand that pressure's got to be i would think heavier than like you know a 380 inch bull coming in I, maybe it's not i don't know but i figured maybe the edge of hunting pressure would be more uh dulled down no i can't say that it is because i mean we get to compete all the time so it's maybe yeah. more used to like putting your foot in the water and you get used to the cold water because right. you don't get that 380 inch bull walking in every day so oh, yeah, that's, hey, that's a good those point might be if you see that 300 you know that big bull that's probably still a fifty thousand dollar shot too yeah, you never know. <laughs> yeah that is true that's a good point though i never really thought of it that way to me it just seems so out of this world to like be put into a situation where you're shooting for money like that yeah and uh i mean you guys are the best of the best so it, it makes sense but i can't you guys are the top of the game, the elite, and no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, and you know, uh, Iowa was last week, and we saw where there was. I was looking at pictures, and they do it where the Iowa Deer Classic is, and there's 
hundreds of shooters, and I don't. I, I'm not uh, uh, smart enough to the uh, uh, how the how the brackets work out. But it looks like there's like a line <laughs> of 150 people, and you usually see, you know, you, the top guys that are out there. You know, like Chance and yourself, yeah. and all everyone still kind of hanging around those top four or five positions. You know, how does that? Does everybody shoot at the same time, or are there tons of different brackets? You know, I'm, uh, I'm trying to get. get knowledge of how this works yeah what we usually do is some tournaments they'll do like a qualification the first day okay or a first day round and then they'll peer group you the next day so you're shooting with the guys you're competing against so it kind of adds that extra pressure and then if a guy thinks he's another guy's getting an arrow call usually that helps so they can't because it's like i'm not giving you something because that's just hurting me right Right. and so just kind of does that that way different different events uh some like my world cups i go overseas we all start and qualify, shoot 72 arrows, and then they seed it like uh, the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And so then you go one against number 64 or whatever, and it's you shoot 15 arrows, and you either go home or you advance. Sure. Man. That's gotta, I can't imagine doing that, man. That's I couldn't either. I could yeah. not either. suck so bad. It's a long ways to go to shoot <laughs> yeah. 88, 87 arrows. Like. Right. So you're, like, speaking of that, you said you had a crazy schedule coming up. Like From ATA, we're in Indianapolis right now. I mean, yeah. what's next? Uh, I fly home Sunday, hopefully with the weather letting us get out. and uh, snowing bad right now. Yep. Yeah, and so then uh, I get home Sunday, have a day to do laundry, and pretty much flip and hop into a plane to go uh, to Nimes, France on Wednesday. We're there till Monday, which you know, I mean, by the you're just about get used to the time change of it's about eight hours. Yeah, and you're <laughs> heading back home and get home on uh, Monday late, so you get your laundry washed again and turn and leave Wednesday for uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Get out of there. We're gonna get out Sunday night, mm-hmm. so that we can get home there and then have about a week and a half till we go to Vegas. Man, Jeez. so it's when you're just winning uh, all three of these tournaments, you know, does it make it feel better when you're washing? You know, you're washing your uh, clothes, but you got to take that giant check out of your pocket that you fold it up. <laughs> Somehow you have to cash that because I can't write you a regular size one. That's yeah. <laughs> kind of funny. My wife don't let me bring the big checks home, so a lot she of rental car. No, she's like, man, you have too many of those. We oh, don't need them. Would you just have them stacked up somewhere in a back no, closet? Or no, what? I just leave them in the rental car. Oh, <laughs> seriously? Oh my god! Yeah. Dude, <laughs> seriously? You do? You just leave them in there? The big ones, yeah. I wonder oh if anyone's ever found one and been like, holy shit, yeah, what like, I got. Yeah. I mean, cause if what people- is this guy doing that he has this kind of, <laughs> I mean, what? Because you really don't know what's going on, and you look at a check, and it's like, <laughs> he won 15 grand. What the? What did he do? That is dude, that's got to be depressing, especially when you're like, oh, dude, he's in the back of a Kia Sorento. What the <laughs> yeah. hell does this guy do with his life? You need to put a, a camera in there one time and return it and see what their reactions are. <laughs> yeah. like. Oh, my God, like, that's hilarious. Dude, that cracks me up. I can't. Re- I would want, I'd have to have it, no matter how many I have. I would love it. My, my girlfriend travels for work all the time. I'm like, hey, check the back just in case. <laughs> check. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. All I found was a Darren Christianberry check. Like, oh, grab that. What are you doing? <laughs> There's not many good uh, like, big check cashing departments. Yeah, he must have picked that up from Rio. <laughs> that is so funny, man. Yeah. That's hilarious. Somewhere there's a rental, like just car building with just those stacked up. Yeah, you got them on the wall. Like, I don't know what this guy okay, does. You really just leave those in there? Yeah, just oh in the my. back of the. <laughs> It's like a tradition. Aren't you worried about someone catching it and like selling it, and making money off your name? No, no, <laughs> no not quite. That it was funny yet. too at Vegas uh, two years ago. I was uh, second at the World Indoor Cup Finals, and uh, they gave me my first, well, my first elite check, the big one they did. Uh-huh. And this young girl come down, and they were all excited. Oh, this is so cool to see you, meet you. And I said, Here, you want this? 
and I gave it to the young girl. That's oh, really? I, like her mom and dad was like, that was the coolest thing in the world. She took it home and was like, you know, <laughs> that is mean, awesome. Better leave it in the rental car, but right. <laughs> that's like equivalent that's of like. Awesome. When like NBA players at the end, like they'll take off their jerseys, like give it to like some little kid or something, or give them their shoes. Like that's awesome. Yeah, or like the game ball. Dude, that's bigger to me. I think that's awesome. I, I like. I don't know. That just blows my mind. I can't really wrap my head around it. <laughs> you know, we that's amazing get, though. We got to get. Uh, we got to see if uh, we can talk our old boy Larry McCoy. All right, so I asked Larry to get <laughs> oh, do a favor to get you. Yeah. Here. I think we're we're pretty good friends with you now. Or at least I'm going to tell everybody when I go home. Dude, we need to get elite. We need to get one of the big ass elite checks and have them write it out for zero dollars just so we can <laughs> pay us, it up. Put it in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> that would no be money. awesome. Be hilarious. <laughs> that would be. We need except to do except it. when we try to take it back, we accidentally leave it in the rental car. Yeah. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> zero dollar check. Yeah. <laughs> so when you fly to these tournaments, are you do you have time to like go over your bow and make everything? Make sure it didn't get banged up or anything. Anything like that, or how's that all work? Yeah, is there bow presses over there? No. Well, I do carry a bow press. It's a little. It's actually funny because it was a video I saw on Facebook, and the guy is from Argentina, hmm. and it's a Sinem's bow press, and it's a. He's taking like pulleys that they use on boats, mm-hmm. and you just hook the ends on it, and just kind of pull real hard with the rope, and it just sucks it together, and you can work on it. And I mean, it's awesome, but it fits in a little bag, so. Otherwise, if you got there and you didn't have nothing and you really something broke, you'd be in trouble. Ooh. Oh, man. That's, that's all that flight and everything yeah. for nothing. Yeah. So oh, you yeah. got to have, like, really nice cases. That yeah. You're, yeah. you got to trust your case. You do. You do. I I travel with the Easton case, and it works great. I've traveled with it for a long time, and it, it does a good job protecting the bow. The airlines seem to find out how to destroy them no matter what. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. They, cause they, they just don't oh, care. Oh, man. You ever They're, lost a bow? Uh, knock on wood, no. Oh, I'm sorry for asking. <laughs> You're that. right. Damn it. I, I, the Nimes France. <laughs> and I'll be, I'll be honest. I've only heard of one guy losing one, and it was Dave Cousins, and he lost it for like three or four months, and then he said he came home one day and it was sitting on the porch. No way. <laughs> he had delivered it to his house. So, That's awesome. have you ever had anything like? This is I kind of I think it's like a shitty question to ask, but like, have you ever had like a panic situation where like, oh, I got, I'm about up to shoot and I got to change something quick or? You know, like into that heat of the moment. No, not really. Because usually, if I'm to where I'm that point, I I'm pretty ready, or I'm yeah. or I know I'm in trouble. I'm just like, yeah, it's gonna get ugly. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I can just so, imagine like maybe some days it's you know how things just don't go right. Have yeah. the worst of the worst situation. I'd never know. Like, figure you'd have to pull something out of your hat, and make it work, and then hopefully well, you went on and won, and it was like the best story ever. I, I've <laughs> had some that like just you feel like you and the equipment aren't working the best together. Yeah, and you just. You work your guts out. By the time you're done, you're like, ah, I won, but I didn't shoot real good. <laughs> like, right, right. Do you, you feel know? after you shoot, like a, you know, say a, a shoot off or whatever, and you you come out top three? Do you feel exhausted after, like mentally, like worn out from it? Sometimes, yeah. Usually, and the hard part is, is the first time I won Vegas. Like, if you ever watch the Vegas shoot off, it's usually like four or five ends. It's not very yeah. long. Mm-hmm. Well, the very first one I won, we went 13 ends. Oh, <laughs> like we shot a Vegas round, a complete. 300 round and right. and then a couple ends after that and when we were done that night i had uh some guys go hey let me take you out to dinner so we went to dinner and i was just sitting there at the table just like i was a zombie i was like really? i'm done dude because mm-hmm. the adrenaline's there for a little bit and then it wears off and you're just like you hit the wall i'm done man yep. put a fork in me i'm yeah. i'm ready to be <laughs> well, out i me can't and, even imagine me and kurt uh usually whenever we get together we'll we'll watch you we go to uh pull up youtube channel and watch like world archery we'll watch um, your shoots and stuff. And there was this one, I was just talking about this. Uh, 
I can't remember where exactly you guys were. Uh, it was Europe somewhere, and like the backdrop, there was like this old Victorian. Um, it might have been France. Well, I, it might have been France. So it was like mm-hmm. a nice temperature. I mean, you yeah. guys are outside, and we're watching it. And you know, you're just cool as a cucumber. I mean, you're shooting against some like kid who was like twenty. <laughs> but like, uh, you know, you're shooting, and I remember I like I look and I notice something. I'm like, Kurt, rewind that, dude. Steve's so excited about this. It's right, and this I know. is like the most excited right. I ever got. And I look, and I'm like, right there. After the arrows are shot, they had like this RC car that was like running back and oh, forth. Yeah. And they put the thing in there. And I'm like, dude, that's how I know I could probably never do this because I'd be too busy giggling at that thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm doing. It's like, not serious yeah. enough to do anything. Yeah, and I'm like, man, that is nuts. And then I start getting mad. I'm like, wait a minute. There's some like... Nine-year-old kids out of work because of the machine. <laughs> I'm like, man, change of the times. Well, actually, it worked out good because Kia, is, it was Kia at the time, and now it's Hyundai mm. is the sponsor of World Archery. So they put a big Hyundai sticker <laughs> on it and run it back and forth. Oh, so it's a little funny. extra, yeah. you know, press there for them. So where was that? Uh, do you remember? Uh, it could have been France. They been, have, okay. They've had them running at a bunch of them now. So. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh man, them kids are just getting put out of work. Yeah, <laughs> child labor laws are really taking a, taking a heat on the mirror yeah. runners. I really enjoy watching that. We were watching. I think it was another one in France or something like that. The other, it was a couple of weeks ago. Watching you uh, shoot off with someone, and it's it just it's crazy to me because it's like you shoot and the guys running up there are on the line with you, then he shoots, mm-hmm. and I just feel like that like pressure between each other would yeah. be kind of just super. I always like to think about the mental aspect of it. Like I just feel like it'd be so mentally just heavy pressure. But it's like one point down, and you're fighting. Well, it's it's that way. I mean, uh, I got fourth in Marrakesh in the bronze medal match. Me and Mikey Sauster were shooting against each other, mm-hmm. and he shot a perfect 150, and I shot a 149. I mean, and, and the one, one I missed, I, I still cuss because I was sitting there at full draw, and it was holding really good, and somebody's cell phone rang, and I just, enough oh, to no. take my attention away for a second, and I missed. Yep. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. I'm, just, I'm not using an excuse. It was my bad. I should have yeah. no, been able to block it out, but it's like, dang it. And that no, one little split second is what <laughs> kept me from, you know, a right. perfect score and even tying. So he probably so. called somebody. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's Steve's fault. Hey, you fault. watch a real shoot? <laughs> yeah, he just screwed up. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, jackass. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, like if that throws you off, like yeah, I guess it pulls you out of your tunnel of like just yeah. focus. Anything can do that. Yeah, that's always wondered too. Like the crowds there. Like I guess people aren't getting crazy on you, but some guys over here doing something stupid, and you can see them in your peripheral or whatever, and really <laughs> throw you out of your game. Some jackass is taking a Snapchat of the arrow <laughs> arrow car runner. Dude, look at it go! Look at it go! Shooters <laughs> <laughs> are looking at me. <laughs> oh, we get we had guys in uh, Denmark. My first. Or second world indoor I won that were because uh, they turn all the lights off and there's lights on you and lights on the target mm-hmm. oh, and they're yeah, up yeah. taking flash photography and oh. I was like to me I'd learned to ignore it but boy it bothered Dave Cousins because we shot against each other and he's like he just kept screaming and yelling at him and I'm like dude it's not to me yeah. got to get over it. I mean neither one of us shot good that match but <laughs> so there's there's been a couple of times where like you know uh, I think it's down in um, it might have been down Argentina or. Uh, Mexico, but the backdrop is a city, and it's gorgeous. Yeah. And you've got the the lanes of people just like running running down, and it it looks absolutely beautiful. The city in the background, you're mm-hmm. shooting, it's awesome. And then there's like times where you guys are in like China, and it's like a nasty ass stained carpet floor. That place just looks <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> I'm like, dude, they're having championship archery matches like a month, like a week or a month apart, and it, you go from like, man, this is gorgeous to like. Dude, they're not going to clean this blood spill up in here. <laughs> yeah, some of them are a little different. I will admit, we get some that are really cool spots, and some that are what's your not favorite? As cool. 
I will tell you, I don't know if it was like pretty or whatever, but one of the places we went that I thought was really cool was Croatia. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's on the Adriatic Sea, mm-hmm. so it's kind of a little resort town. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you take a water taxi into town. And it was really cool. And, I mean, we shot in there. And in fact, we shot on the pier one year. And uh, we're sitting there shooting. And I said, uh, it'd be really cool because we hired a boat taxi. And it was a speedboat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I said, dude, you will be really cool? We're shooting in the team gold medal match. Have the guy come sliding up. <laughs> right next to the pier, and we jump off the speedboat and shoot our match. Oh, for sure. Is that where you guys are shooting against uh, Iraq? No. Or was that, that was the a, U.S.? We did shoot against Iraq in uh, uh, China. Okay, it, but yeah, yeah they, they, you shot over team. the water on that one, too. Yeah. yeah, It's all right. We shouldn't have lost. I mean, we had some some problems. Oh, uh, yeah, there was early up, yeah. One of the guys didn't get an air out, got it out. Had to get him back across the line, and yeah, it was a mess. I mean, I don't know if the two guys got too nervous or what, but uh-huh. it was it was one of the ones I said, "Man, if we can just stay in it, we'll get there." Come on, guys, come on! And, uh-huh. and they just kept messing up and freaking out, and I was like, "Come on!" And we lost by one point, which yeah. was the worst part. Uh-huh. And I, I cleaned it, and I walked off the line, and my roommate Brady Ellison goes, "Well, dude, you did all you could. <laughs> you gave it all you had, man. That's all that matters at this yeah. point." All right. Well, so what's your least favorite place to go? If you don't want to say, you don't have to. I get it. Yeah, but. <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, it's it's probably the hardest part to go to is has been Turkey. I mean, really? the venue and the things are really cool, and the people are really nice. But it is a hard place to get. Yeah. Like, I mean, we go, and and it's it it does scare me. Like not really scare me, but it scares my wife a lot. Mm. Yeah. Because we were in Istanbul and we came home. The week before that airport blew up, oh, and yeah. I was right in that same. I mean, where that thing blew up, we were right there. Kurt, wasn't no, uh, Sam over there? No, she was in Thailand. Uh, uh, my wife worked in Thailand for a while, and there was a like an ISIS terrorist attack in Bangkok on some bridge. That's what and they, oh, were, yeah. they were down in the subway when it happened. They heard it. Yeah, and I'm like, no. this is great. Just get out of Thailand, please. Right? Yeah, <laughs> just come no, home. And that's the hard part about traveling like this. You do, you try not to put yourself in any situations. Mm-hmm. So now, when we go to uh, Turkey because it's in uh, Antalya, kind of a resort town, like they've been really good to do. Mm-hmm. We're trying to go through other places so we don't go through Istanbul. You right. know, yeah. yeah, like we'll avoid the big populations and the the other stuff that they like to hit. So bigger chance is of something it, bad to happen. Yeah, is there a tournament like I, I don't know. You know, and don't get specific no. if you have to. I don't know if, like, um, you know, Elite says you have to make these tournaments, but, you know, is there any time where you're like, yeah, I'm not doing that tournament? Can you say no to tournaments, or do you have yeah. to no, do them I, as a... I've been pretty lucky because of my success. I, sure. I've never had anybody tell me I have to go somewhere, you know, and especially it's... They don't really want to force you somewhere that they could be in trouble. Like, if right, something right. happened to you, they become yeah, liable. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, yep. so it's kind of one of them things. And there's never been one that I'm like... I really just don't feel comfortable going mm-hmm. to. I yeah. mean, I was a little a little nerve struck after Istanbul blew yeah, up. I yeah, mean, because yeah. I'm reason. watching the airport and I'm like, dude, I was right there, not like somewhere else. I was right there. Not a week somewhere ago. close. Just yeah, you were there. I'd exactly. have been there, and so uh, yeah. so I've been pretty lucky about that. But uh, no, I, I, there's no one that I've ever been forced to go to. Sure, that's good uh, to hear. Then yeah, you're not like it's all tolerable yeah. to do yeah. and everything. That would be cool to travel the world and shoot. I traveled for work. I've been to Brazil, and we had to panic fly out of there because they were doing some like protest walkout. Yeah, so that was like the closest experience I'll probably ever have, <laughs> which is okay with me. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've never i've 
I really knock on wood have not had any real terrible things. I mean, we yeah. did Ankara a couple of years, and they were doing a bunch of bombings around there. And but I will tell you, there was more more security there than there was spectators. Like they had <laughs> cl- plainclothes cops all over the place, and you could tell. But right, right, right. you know, you're like, I, I feel probably safer here than I would at most other places. Right, they're sure. just, you know, last thing they want is an international incident at a sporting event. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no doubt, no doubt, definitely. Well, I think we'll. Uh, we're running out of time. We'll get let you get in your, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. And yeah. We look up to you and oh. watch you on TV. And uh, so good luck to you the next couple of weeks. It's going to be busy for you. So. All right. Well, thanks, guys. This is awesome. I appreciate yeah. it. You know, anytime. Give me screen. a holler and we'll hook up. The luck of the sure. podcast is with you. It's yeah. what we call it. Yeah. So, wait, yeah. when you win gold, make sure you bring that check back. All right. <laughs> He's going to leave it on the plane. I'll yeah. bring it back for you. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll pay for you to mail it to us. All right. We'll do. <laughs> yeah, dude, there's going to be like a giant manila envelope. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> Did you order a door? <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, perfect. So, thank you so much. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. We love you. Go shoot your bow. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.